When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I sit here contending with this cheese on toast, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Entertaining scenes at Anfield and the Etihad. But Jack Grealish got a bollocking. It's Thursday, 16th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Venetian Hadaraja. Welcome one and all to a thrilling Thursday. My goodness, the Champions League was good to us last night, wasn't it, Andy? Wasn't it? It really was. I, I was doing co-commentary on uh, Liverpool Milan whilst watching the other games on various other devices. And is I that unprofessional? It <laughs> or is, is that it, a dereliction or, of duties? Or is it, is it ultra professional? I was actually asking Vish to commentate, uh, comment on your commentary as, as the arbiter of unprofessionalism. <laughs> I I deem this unprofessional. Oh, Andy. no. Look, if I was playing centre-back for Milan, you would have a point. I, I would, very much. Oh, yeah. it, at, at times, it did seem like they were watching a different game. Yeah, yeah it did. It was, uh, it, was, it was another classic between uh, these two uh, heavyweight uh, European giants, you would say. Um, I, I, off the top of my head, I think Milan and Liverpool, are they the second and third most successful teams in the competition's history? Counting the European Cup. Seven, well, seven and six, yeah. Real Madrid are way ahead yeah. with, what, 13 now or something like that? Mm. So these are two big sides who'd only played each other in the final. And uh, and this game didn't disappoint, did it, Andy? Because you were commentating on this one and watched every minute. On, on what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was excellent. Yes. Um, and Liverpool were excellent. And the score doesn't really tell the story um, if Milan had gone in at half time 3 or 4 nil down they really couldn't have complained no it was, it was I mean it was outrageous it was, that they were 2-1 up it was proper sort of old school Liverpool at Anfield swarming a team yeah. in, mm. in, in, in the first half it was mm-hmm. just irresistible they were, they were absolutely fantastic yeah. and I don't know I can't have been the only person who watched that and thought Cafu yeah. as king of right backs who dominate football games and with the Milan connection must have been watching Trent Alexander-Arnold and thinking that's my boy yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. boy oh big time I thought you were going to say you know, slight comparisons of uh, of Istanbul the way Milan suddenly just pulled it out of the bag and uh, yeah maybe uh, yeah, but, but maybe not but the first time Milan have been in the Champions League since 2014 Vish I know yeah have we missed them 
I think we have. I think it's been interesting watching Serie A over the last few years and realising that because the kit is so iconic, you're mm. like, God, why, why have we seen that more often? Yeah. And obviously, they've like totally revamped their kit this year when they're in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, annoying that. Which is a bit annoying. But, um, it's not, all in vogue, though. It is, yeah. 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 Everyone's doing all sorts now with their kit. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the thing I liked yesterday was, you know, you were right, they should have been out of sight by half-time. It was a, sometimes... At points during that game, the start of the first half, the start of the second half, it was like Milan were on a treadmill and Liverpool were on the side just constantly putting the pace up. Like, <laughs> we're going this we're going quicker now, we're going quicker. Ooh, like and they couldn't live with them, could mm. they? But then that little that little bit of the um yeah. you know, the end of the first half, Rebic's smart little pass inside for that second. Lovely I really one. like that. Mm. Um obviously it doesn't get the assist because <laughs> Diaz kind of yeah. slides it in on the, line. on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the um yeah, I did think watching that though, and I watched the highlights afterwards. That if you look at that group, mm. they they've got a fancy their chances coming out of that. I know. So they got Atletico Madrid and Porto, who were like on a point each now. Well, Milan have fancied their chances. I don't know. I, Surely Liverpool so, so, and Atletico are the favourites. Yeah, but as in like of, of sneaking something through there because I wondered if they go into that group and think, "Fuck, we could finish bottom here." I think but, that's the thing. You look, you look at that group. Any of those four teams has a right to believe that they can go through. Mm. Are Liverpool are the best team in that group? Yeah, without without a doubt. They they are, but um, they nearly didn't win a game that they dominated Mm. from start to finish. Which which is they nearly didn't win, but they did, Andy. Which is remarkable. Yeah, I know what you mean, but come on. And theoretically, at least according to the coefficients, etc., Milan, the weakest team in the group. They, they come, they, they've not played in the Champions League, as you say, since 2014. Most of those players have never played in the Champions League before. Mm-hmm. They come out of pot four, even if they're clearly the best pot four side in the competition. I think it's, it's about realigning perceptions in this group. Because as you say, Liverpool and Atletico should come out of the group, yes. Especially with what they've done in the competition mm-hmm. in the last decade. But everyone defines Liverpool by 2018 and 2019, just like everyone defines Atletico by 2014 and 2016. Now, with my several eyes, I was also watching (laughs) Atletico versus Porto. Porto should have won that. Mm -hmm. And Atletico created very little, despite having the ability to bring on Antoine Griezmann for Joao Felix after an hour. Quite a booing he got, actually, Griezmann when he came on, which was was quite interesting. (laughs) But... The thing is, Atletico haven't beaten anyone decent in the Champions League for a while now. Well, the only since te- Liverpool. The, the, yeah, the only team of substance, and they lost that game in, in normal time, didn't True. they? So, I think if you go back and look at last season, the only team they beat of anywhere near substance was Salzburg, who are hardly Champions League perennials yet. So, this generation, we think of it as being one long, successful mm. Champions League, Diego Simeone generation. The team now is completely different to the 2014 and 2016 team. And this current team have done nothing in Europe. So Milan have a right to believe. And, you know, you look at them, they were getting absolutely battered last night and they never quit. They never gave up on yeah. it. Porto, very combative. They're a twister come in this group. There's no doubt about it. Sure, no, of course there'd be, be a twist and all, but I just, I can't see Liverpool not going through. And I think that even Atletico last season, obviously they won the league, but they, they and fair play to them, took advantage. It just got there in the end of, of Barcelona and Real Madrid, obviously sort of struggling and whatnot. I know Liverpool last season, you know, Klopp said it last season, if we finish in the top four, that'll be a good season for us. They look rejuvenated this season. They've obviously got big players back from injuries and so on. Joe Gomez starting, huge plus for him. And, yeah. and, and a huge plus for the club as well. In the first half, there was a couple of moments and all, but second half, he was he was decent. So, I think I, I honestly think that this is going to be a big season for Liverpool. Yeah, it does feel like that as well. Mm. Even little things like the way Fabinho played yesterday, obviously having to play last chunk of last season at centre back, mm. you realise. I, I I think you see how he played in there, and you see obviously they you know Thiago hasn't quite worked out as planned, but you can see what Klopp was thinking in building like an absurdly dominant midfield. Yes. And obviously, he's, he's getting there. Thiago, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It definitely feels like that. Yeah. Um yeah. It, it was interesting. How many though. seasons does he need to warm up? <laughs> He's getting there. Give him another few. It depends how many how long he takes to play a season's worth of games, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's always been the issue with him. Yeah. He um the, the one thing I, I I did find interesting yesterday was Jordan Henson obviously obviously getting the winner. Oh Steven Gerrard-esque, wasn't it? It was a little bit that that. But the um the interesting thing I think about Jordan Henderson, I might get pelters for this, but I've thought about it for a while. I think those games suit him really well because yeah. he's 
incredibly energetic, reads the game very well. Loves the big occasion. But yeah, um, very good at pressing. But I think I think every now and again, I think if Fabinho wasn't next to him, mm. I think you saw a few times yesterday that his distribution isn't really mm-hmm. up to scratch. Certainly the, at the pace that Liverpool play at and were playing at yesterday. Um, and I, I thought it was nice for him to, to get that moment Rather, you know, to to get the winner, but mm-hmm. but I do I do wonder if um, you know, what the next stage is because obviously now with with Harvey Elliott's injury and stuff like that, he's mm-hmm. gonna. I'm not saying that he was ever going to be in at risk of being dropped this season, but it does seem that for Liverpool to be at their best, everyone needs to be in sync in that way. Like I thought it was remarkable yesterday that a couple of times that Trent Alexander Arnold was caught out of possession. Mo Salah was back there. Yeah, like I, I think it was one of uh, Salah's most one of his better all-round games and obviously there are a lot, a lot of games we can throw into that. He had a huge debate. part of the first half, didn't he? Yeah. Like, like basically bringing defenders with him and creating the space for Alexander-Arnold mm. and not just creating the space but be a- being able to play the balls mm. behind. I mean, so much of that, Alexander-Arnold's runs meant he just went through completely unopposed and the Tamori own goal was mm-hmm. quite a good example of that. But I, going back to your point on uh, Henderson Vish, I just wonder if he turns into their next James Milner figure after James Milner. I could I could see him doing that. Someone who can mm-hmm. fill in everywhere. But yeah. you're, you're right. When they zip it around really quickly, it requires a certain sort of something. And Milan, just, they were knackered. They were totally out of breath. And that's why they didn't have enough in the tank to really take it to Liverpool and respond after that Henderson goal. They, they never looked like coming back into it. And you look at when um, Rafael Leal got taken off, when they were readying Giroud, I was like, they must be taking Rebic off. He looks asleep. Yeah. He, 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 he looks <laughs> like he's sleeping, standing up. I used to have a friend who, when we were on nights out, fell asleep standing up at the bar Yeah, if it had been a particularly long night. And Rebic reminded me of that. And by the time he came off the pitch, he had his eyes shut as and he was walking off the pitch. It's Joe Biden-esque, some people might say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah. Sleepy just... Rebic. <laughs> Um, incredible. Um, I, 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 I quite enjoyed Divock Origi uh, playing again. Champions League. Lovely he little, was great. Lovely scoop for for that Mo Salah goal. It was it was a good take from Salah. Obviously missed the penalty. Uh, it, it, the Klopp's comments were interesting about Origi, where um, I forget who it was asked him um, on BT Sport and said, oh, do, you know, he, he was there and he was like, oh yeah, you know, people sometimes forget about Origi. You know, he's he's a good player. And I was thinking, but are you one of those people? And he was like, you know, it's hard to, to get in this team and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, people forget about him. You know, we thought we were going to get a big bid in the summer for him, but you know, it didn't happen. And so yeah. and I was just like. So you're sort of saying, yeah, well, he, we have to play him. He's still here because we couldn't sell him. We didn't get an offer. And it sort of seemed a bit of a strange thing to say, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Although I think coming from Klopp, who has rejuvenated Origi's career, I think it's a bit different. I think they, there's clearly a relationship and an understanding there mm. uh, of, you know, a, a mutual understanding. And I think Origi was going to understand where where Klopp's coming from. I think the, the interesting thing with the, I found with Origi yesterday was that, having not started in so long, mm. he looked like he'd been playing, you know, five, mm. ten games in a row. Well, yeah. He's one of those, yeah. he's one of those form players, sorry, he's one of those players that when he's in form, he actually takes quite a lot of touches with the ball. Yeah. I always think back to Fernando Torres when he was at his peak for Liverpool, mm-hmm. he was so efficient with his touches, whereas Origi is a bit more of like a caresser, mm-hmm. like likes rolling his foot over the ball, likes kind of, Taking it to the left, taking yeah. it to the right, and then and then playing his pass. Apart from, of course, for the Salah goal, which was just brilliant. You don't do, you don't play that ball if you're, you know, lacking confidence or unsure of you know where things are going to go. Well, but, I don't think it's a ball you necessarily associate with. Yeah, absolutely. Really. Yeah. Part of that needing several touches is not playing that often, isn't it? No, no, you know, I, you're, I, you're, I, you're, I, you're I think playing when he's yourself put... into. Well, he'll get a chance, won't he? When come the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, if you you know presumably still there, they don't get a big bid in uh, <laughs> for the January window. But, but, um, I I mean when he's on form, actually he takes loads of touches. Mm, right, he doesn't get rid of. He feels more yeah. confident. I can have the ball. I I mm. can I can take my time over this. I can bring other people into play. Whereas I think sometimes when he plays, having not played in a while, he gets it and gives it. Yeah, mm. and um, often he's chasing after his first touch. Vish, I want right. to ask you about the Maldinis. Yeah, Paolo was there to watch his son Daniel to come on for his Champions League debut. And you thought the Maldini highlight was Paolo in the stands shaking his head in the oh, first half. He looked so disappointed. Yeah, that, was, that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and he had that, that very kind of like classy old man thing mm-hmm. of um, he was sat on an aisle and his legs were spilling out into the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, class. Yeah. yeah very, I mean, who can't enjoy that? 
<laughs> exactly. You, you yeah. Can't enjoy that. I did, it did make me think, though. You know, obviously, it was brought up in commentary a lot about how Cesare and uh, and Paolo were both Champions League winners as captains mm-hmm. of Milan, mm. and you know what's Daniel gonna gonna do? But um, it did make me also think of like, you know, how would how would you deal with that kind of pressure? And yeah. I thought about like my own situation. I was like. You know, my my granddad protested against a, a civil war in, mm-hmm. in Sri Lanka. My dad also protested yeah, against yeah, yeah. the same civil war in Sri Lanka and when it was ongoing, mm-hmm. like he had a motorbike, so he yeah. used to drive medicine and um supplies okay. around his village and things like that. You were very angry about the vegan rolls and Greg's Yeah, I, I mean like I still really don't know the difference between Pelican and Zebra crossings. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm massively doing my family a disservice. For I can't imagine generation. the pressure of that. For the third yeah. generation, it's all about acts of rebellion. Because I, I, I remember like seeing him on the touchline. I, I I don't think I'd ever seen his forearms before, and I thought he's got a tattoo. So is that the act of rebellion, or is being an attack-minded midfield player the act of rebellion? Do you think they'll do what they used to do in the nineties? You remember when Inter and uh, and Milan would have this like agreement where like you know like Helveg played for both, Sadov played for both, didn't yeah. they? Is he going to go to Inter? <gasps> the ultimate act of rebellion. Don't do that. Do, do it. Not do, that. do it. Like the Berezis. My goodness, don't do it. Um, apparently, Antonio Conte was commenting, commentating for Italian TV uh, on the game. You can bet your bottom dollar he wasn't watching other games, Andy, while he was doing that. <laughs> um, he went to the Cavern Club as well in Liverpool. Nice to know. Just, you know, reliving a bit of the old, uh, doing some Beatles numbers maybe or something. So so on the running order, yeah. this was the, he was, he was the, so John Lennon was now reduced to the second angriest man who's been there. <laughs> Um, was John Lennon angry? Uh, is I that mean, why he stayed talking in, about protesting? I think is he, that why he stayed in bed that time because he was livid. I mean, that was a protest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he didn't seem particularly angry though. Yeah, lazy if anything. Yeah, really. it was he a can't bit. be bothered to protest. It, like, it was like an excuse after. What are you in bed? Oh, I'm livid. That's why I'm still here. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But Antonio Conte, he was uh, he was he was up and at it in the commentary box. Um, uh, but uh, but also it would have been disappointed in his old side Inter, who lost one 0 at home to Real Madrid. Uh, of course you're talking about these heavyweight clashes obviously Liverpool Milan Inter and, and Real Madrid I'm glad there was a goal because if it would have been nil-nil I don't think they would have they'd have kept I'm their sure side of the bargain Inter feel the same way after dominating the game and then get absolutely <laughs> mugged in the last minute oh it was an absolute flipping robbery wasn't it uh, Courtois was great in goal we should say gentlemen I'd like to go on to the Etihad uh, Manchester City 6 RB Leipzig 3 uh, a hat-trick, of course, for Nkunku, uh, for, for RB Leipzig. And it'll all be forgotten, maybe not by him, uh, because uh, Manchester City scored twice as many goals as that man did. It was Guardiola's 300th game in charge, um, and uh, he was his usual chaotic self. Furious with Jack Grealish and Riyad Mahrez at one point. He was giving Grealish plenty, wasn't he? And I did like Grealish in the post-match uh, interview saying, oh, well, I can't tell you what he said because we might use those tactics on the weekend. And it's like, do you just need to track back a bit more? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also like the fact that he, he clearly loved it. Yes. He, he clearly so enamoured that someone like Guardiola, even mm. though they spent £100 million on him, on him was giving him that much attention yeah. and like so focused on changing him. And I, I, I quite like that. Does anything Do phase Grealish? The £100 million pr- price tag doesn't seem to just register. Playing in front of you know Wembley, the full house in those big Euro games. when he's... Leg day. Clearly loves leg day. Loves the leg the day. the worst of all the days. Not phased by that. I mean, th- that is why England loves Jack Grealish, isn't yeah. it? Though? Because he plays as if he's enjoying himself. Yeah, I think well, that's really underrated. Oh, Andy, but, I, I, I think, but it's it's interesting. Well, to what, back what up you your were... point, after uh, after the game, he said, as soon as the game kicked off, I just thought to myself, oh, I've actually played in the Champions League before with the music and everything. It was so nice, and he sacked it off. Like, right, it's just <laughs> got his goal as well. But yeah, Gu was going to say, yeah, I, I, what Vish was saying before about players really buzzing off that connection and you know that special attention, even if it is a bollocking yeah. from Guardiola. I wonder if you know they they sort of go in there for the first day. And think, please do the Gamora invasion of personal space on me. Please, please <laughs> grab me by the face. Mm. I want him to grab me by the face. Yeah. In- One of the things they used to say about Sir Alex Ferguson is that you knew he stopped caring when he stopped giving you a bollocking. Yeah, I was about to compare him to Ferguson, although I don't think you'd want the hairdryer treatment from him, would you? But he, I mean, he rarely gave that out, didn't he? Well, it, but that was interesting with Ferguson because he would give him a bollocking when they won. And Rooney did the same thing at Derby, apparently, he was saying uh, on another podcast recently. 
that, that they won and they were all kind of high-fiving each other because they scored a last-minute goal. And he was like, if you think that's good enough, that you've got another thing coming and so on. And Ferguson would often do that to his teams. He would give them an absolute roasting when they'd won because it was, don't get above your station. Yeah, if you think that's good enough, I want more. But if they lost, he actually would tend not to because I think his 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 whole thing was give them you responsibility. You yeah. Exactly, exactly. You, you know what, what you've happened. done. Yeah. yeah, you know what you've done. That's <laughs> essentially it, really, isn't it? Do you, do, do, you, do you think Guardiola's like that? No, I think Guardiola. Whatever happens, he's he's a very animated. Um, uh, what would be the word? He'd be like a jack in a box, wouldn't he? Just, just jumping around if they've a done a tweaker. Well. If you so, do you, th- yeah. do you think, in terms of taking his bollockings to the next level, he needs to borrow the second part of the uh, pep talks jingle? I think so. <laughs> Bit, a bit think... of metal behind him. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I mean, they've got enough money, Manchester City. They could probably pay Slipknot to be his house band, couldn't they? Easily. Yes. Easily. Um, that. that would be a key change, though, wouldn't it? Quite literally. Uh, but Andy, what about uh, your mate Jesse Marsh? He was a bit far on the touchline for RB Leipzig. Uh, yeah, well, he's an excitable gentleman. And he we, is we, another we, one. We've, we've seen that for a, a long time from his, his famous turn with Salzburg at, mm-hmm. at Anfield when they came back from, from 3-0 down. You know, they're in a bit of a... A transitional phrase phase. I think it'll be quite difficult for them to get out of this group. But like the attacking talent is not in doubt. But you think they've lost their two best centre halves mm. this summer, and they've got a new coach. I mean, it's a, it's a hard ask. What do you think of Mukaleli's own goal? It's kind of like just knocked that out for a corner. It, 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 it was, he was just trying to be too clever and head it back to Galashi. And, and I, I totally get it, but just knock it, it, get it out for a corner. Do you not? Do you not think really should got in his head there? Maybe. Because before that point, he'd, he'd taken him on both sides a few times and he was lurking at the back post. And I wonder if he thought, I, I have to deal with this some way. Yeah. And this might be the cleanest way of dealing with Are it. Are you saying in the spirit of uh, George Formby, Jack Grealish was playing that mukulele? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you weren't. Uh, maybe I've put that in your head. Uh, nice to see Phil Foden uh, making a return from in... Uh, you just think to yourself, like, where, where does it end? Yeah, like what they're Martin? playing at, yeah. <laughs> Bring on Foden for the last uh, goodness knows. That, that's dispiriting, isn't it? Yeah. It while is, yeah, while yeah. they while they do that and and buy Munich, just yeah. bring on Sabitzer for a little cameo. I as know. Well but even even with Man City, it's kind of like, all right. Keep them at arms. Like if 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 we're reducing their defenders to twenty five yard shots, that's fine. Oh, there it goes. Cancelo yeah. smashes. <laughs> yeah. It. But with 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 I guess Bayern and Barcelona, that that is even worse because it's like this is what we've got in the cupboard. Yeah. What you've got in the cupboard is. Hardly even any crumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. What did you think of uh, Pep Guardiola making a plea to Manchester City fans uh, for the game this weekend against Southampton, saying, I'd like more people to come on Saturday. We will be tired. Southampton are so dangerous. I invite all our people to come 3pm to watch our game. Well, obviously, this is super fun for uh, a lot of opposition fans who mm-hmm. like to take the piss out of Manchester City. Yep. Not, not selling out. Um, I think... It's not the it's, first it's, time he's said something like this. It's maybe not that well judged. Um, I, I read Jack Pitbrook from The Athletic mm-hmm. saying how there was, there was actually a problem with a lot of um, season ticket holders' season cards mm. so that they weren't able to get in or they wouldn't have been able to get in without paying again. Yeah. So this was like a particular circumstance. And, of course, that picture of no fans in the stand is taken from the UAN. Yeah, and yeah. Leipzig didn't bring any, really. No, they brought a couple of dozen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's, he's got a, he's got, always had an interesting relationship with with fans I think Guardiola mm. and I wonder if maybe and like Andy please correct me if I'm wrong but I wonder because he's so fixated on that side of it I think he you know he I think he gets the history of clubs but I, I wonder if I suppose the dynamic of the English fan where you get unequivocal support and to a point English fans you know expect that back and you, you're spot on with what you said about other other people's fans thought it was enjoyable. It's exactly that kind of tweet, sorry, that quote that was tweeted out and quote retweeted and replied to by United fans, Liverpool fans, every other damn fan in the country being like, oh, small club, no history, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, the, the season ticket thing is always a bit of an issue because I think there was something a couple of years ago about how they wanted to change um, the buy-in for that. So that you basically buy your your league, your group games were included in your in your mm-hmm. season ticket, mm-hmm. or they or they weren't. Um, this that, and the other. That, that, I think that was a technical issue, wasn't it? Yeah, this, I mean, this a, one. A, yeah. a lot of clubs are having that at yeah. the moment. It's it's bizarre because now we've got fans back, and we're delighted to have fans back. Mm-hmm. And like, I speak to a lot of fans who their clubs' ticket offices are completely unprepared for it. Mm. I mean, Wimbledon are playing at Arsenal next week. 
in uh, the Carabao Cup. and got an allocation of 9,000 tickets. And when they initially put them on sale, there was no way to sit next to your mates. You yeah, just had to right. buy, you, you had an allocation of one ticket and mm. that was that. Lucky you've got so many because by, you know, just on the law of averages, Andy, you'll end up next to one. <laughs> yeah, if you get 7,000 of them, you'd be laughing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Well, there we are. We look forward to Manchester City against Southampton with a full house at the Etihad. Um, of course, before we go to a break, there's a brand new episode of On the Continent out today. Dot and Andy and Lars Sivertson will be getting stuck into all the Champions League action from this week. Uh, what are you going to be talking about, Andy? Well, everyone's been crying over Barcelona and their desperate struggle We've been there. We've done that. Let's move on. Let's talk about how brilliant Bayern were. We'll be going into Inter versus Real Madrid and a tricky situation unravelling in France as well. Ooh, that'll be out later today on Football Ramble Presents. Right, it's time for a break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Comes all the way across. Townsend. Oh, one more. My, oh, my. My sweet grandma's apple pie. Well, <laughs> what did that guy say when Townsend scored the other night? I want to know. Blimey, O'Reilly. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's time for emails. If you've got something for us, shoutfootballramble.com. Ooh. Ooh, indeed, Andy. Ooh, indeed. This is uh, from Casper Wood. It says, on Sunday, I was traveling from Amsterdam to Rome and wearing a vintage France 98 T-shirt. As I got up to use the facilities, one of the in-flight attendants said to me, love your shirt. That's the first World Cup I remember. Oh, that's nice. We started to reminisce about tournaments gone by. And it turned out he was a Liverpool fan and was going to be mid-air for the Leeds game. It happens a lot. I don't mind as it means I can watch Match of the Day without knowing the score. Dark MOTD, as it's called. Have you ever done it? He asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I said I've managed it a few times and it, it was strange he mentioned it as I'd been listening to a podcast the other day, which was the first time I'd heard described as such. At which point the attendant responded, ah, oh, so you must be a football Ramble fan too. Oh, so there you have it. The Ramble uniting fans across the continent at 35,000 feet, minus the horrible injury to Harvey Elliott. Of course, I'm sure Stephen enjoyed his dark MOTD experience on this occasion. It's the new Mile High Club. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How about that, Vish? You're famous in the air. What they should have done, they should have got the attendance tattoo and just played the podcast through it. Yeah. That's it. That's what, that. that's what they should yeah. have done. I mean, it's worth getting although, arrested although I believe on a plane for. I believe we were and maybe still are available on one or two airlines. Yeah, I've I've listened to the ramble mm. through the in-flight entertainment system. Before. Are you joking? No, no, it's no. It's amazing. So it's just like three episodes of How I Met Your Mother yep. and, and, the and, football the fo- and the Football Ramble. Yeah, yeah well, like it, it. It, you know, the, the ramble is officially better than Just for Laughs. Yeah. I think we can say that. <laughs> Tell you that. I've got uh, an email from Brian Kinlan. All of these football injuries pale in, in, in insignificance 
to the tale of Kirk Broadfoot, who was a, who was a Rangers utility player. He was rotten, truth be told. <laughs> Upcoming pun intended. Uh, he suffered an injury due to an exploding poached egg. Oh, no. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true, but I dug out the Guardian article on this. Arguably, Rangers' greatest ever manager, Walter Smith, indeed had to confirm that his defender had suffered burns after an egg exploded in his face. Must have been up there with his nine-in-a-row winning season. <laughs> Kirk Broadfoot, whose nickname by the end of his Rangers t- um, time at Rangers was Kirk Clubfoot. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very cruel. Oh, Kirky. One, uh, speaking of feet and injuries, one injury that we haven't brought up, which I still remember to this day, is Darius Vassell um, finding out he had a blood blister in his big toe and trying to um, burst it with a power drill. Oh, yes. And it getting infected oh, and he missed, God. I think he missed a couple of weeks. Yeah. That, I, do you know what? I thought you were going to say the classic one, linking the two emails together, France 98, foot injury, um, Santiago Canizares. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Luke mentioned that on the show yeah. the yeah. other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that's where you were going and I thought we've already said it recently. Dave, <laughs> Dave Besant and the salad cream? Similar sort uh, of business? Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, I've, not, I mean, I've not watched that video, if I'm honest. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, if you're a goalkeeper and you drop someone on your foot, it's mm. not only bad for the injury absence, it's bad for the brand. If people know that you've dropped a household item on yeah. your foot, I mean, they're not going to trust you. So do you ever drop your phone and, you know, because you, you play, you know, you play football, play well, five side. You try and but, put your foot but, out. But you try and it. put your foot out to stop it. I wonder yeah. if, if that was it. Because I've done that a few times. Right. What, with, with Besant, he dropped the salad cream and tried to drop kick it into the, what, <laughs> the next room. Maybe he, saw, maybe he saw his sandwich making a run down the left. He tried to, tried to find it with a diag, yeah. With a diag. Come on. He <laughs> was a great playmaker goalkeeper. Dave Besant. Oh, Andy, no one's doubting that for a moment, for crying out loud. You don't have to defend Dave Besant's honour. Here, I once sat next to him at Club Wembley uh, and we had a lovely old time. <laughs> All the anecdotes are of, of Club Wembley related, aren't they? I haven't said one for years. Always Club Wembley. Up if you just, if just you always, Club Wembley. You always save it for 30 seconds before we start recording, don't you? <laughs> the listeners deserve to know, Marcus. Yeah. Show at footballramble.com. <laughs> right, back to the Champions League. You can League. send a letter in, but make sure you do send it to Club Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been for a while, Club Wembley. Get on that. Um, <laughs> right then, uh, you two slags. We're going back to uh, the Champions League. Ajax thrashed Sporting Club de Portugal. 5-1. Four goals from Andy's man, Sebastian Allaire. Allaire, Allaire, Allaire. My goodness, Andy. I, I've seen the running order. It says uh, Ajax thrashed Sporting Lisbon 5-1. I think that's the sort of disrespect they deserve after Lisbon Is that right? 5-1 at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what's intended there. Let's just call them Lisbon for short. Uh, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, but they were, they were hammered. And, uh, and Sebastian, what I quite liked about his four goals is within that there was a perfect hat-trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always enjoyable. I mean... Andy, you know, obviously he's now there. He, he did all right at West Ham, but obviously not enough to, to stick around. But it's nice to see him at Ajax scoring lots of goals in the Champions League. Yeah, and his all-round game really, really works for them. Of course, he didn't get to play in Europe last season because of an admin error. Yeah, they forgot to register him. He's making after, up for lost time, isn't he? Signing him, so he's, he certainly is. It was. It was did quite... he delegate dedicate this hall to that? Chap, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. He, he That's a real was... football manager admin error, isn't it? <laughs> yes. He looked as if he was still a bit browned off about it. It was funny. I, I, I saw the raw feed in the in, in the television studio. Oh, you'd be of, right of pissed off coming off the pitch, and when you're the UEFA Player of the Match now, mm-hmm. you get this kind of it's like an art object. It's quite it's quite nice, but this sort of like metal version mm-hmm. on a plinth, a hollow metal version of the, the Champions League ball. And obviously he had the actual Champions League ball as well. So he was juggling those as he had to pose for photos mm-hmm. and all the rest of Imagine it. Imagine if you dropped but... the award and then try to stop it. And break his... <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing more can go wrong for him. Yeah, you know, for true, actually, yeah. Now. But it, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, he turned on his lovely smile for the mm. photos and then turned it off again it was like you know that meme of Kanye West when he's on uh, he's, he's courtside at the Golden State Warriors and he's laughing and then he sees the cameras on him and he just turns it off like that mm. it was the reverse of that it quite creeped me out I, so it's funny you said Golden State Warriors because I was thinking immediately about um, remembering Chris Paul and yeah. Steve Kerr having a chat and and I think Steve Kerr says a joke and Chris Paul tends to laugh and turns away and he's like fuck's sake <laughs> save it for the basketball round yeah? <laughs> um, did you hear and Vish you'll be gutted about this UEFA have banned Ajax from wearing the three little birds icon 
on the back of their Bob Marley-inspired third kit. Why is that? What are the exact reasons? Is it because it's like publicising something else? Well, it is. I'll tell you. It is apparently in breach of Article 7, Paragraph 19.01 of the UEFA Equipment Regulations. Strap yourselves in, everybody. This states that the collar zone can only be used for team identifications. And the statement says, the three birds being a tribute to Bob Marley's song do not represent a team identification. Therefore, the display of the birds together with the crosses was not approved for UEFA competitions. You learn something every day, don't you? You know what? I would say that look, that does sound like incredible officiousness, but I think that Ajax have maybe not argued their corner that well. Ooh. Because, of course, the reason that Three Little Birds is their anthem is, as everyone knows, since their fans were locked in after that game at, mm. at Cardiff and they all started singing it in the away end mm-hmm. when the DJ started playing it. But but of course, you could say the three little birds relates to those three crosses that are the symbol of Amsterdam. You know, the three consecutive crosses mm. that are the the, 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 the symbol of the, the city. Toby Alderweireld, for example, has it tattooed on his um, on his upper arm. Does he really? Yeah. But you just explaining it now, now you wafer know that that's not the case. You've kind of You've used. Have their I talked myself there. into the Ajax legal department? I, I, I think, think you have a little yeah. bit, Let's but then you've so. also you've also talked about the case because like, oh, we sh- you've given away the yeah. You've shown your hand here, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've messed that up now. You wait for listening to this now, being like, right, we, well, we know where they're going to come <laughs> well, yeah, next. Right, we'll prepare for that argument. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone need salad cream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop it. Uh, right then, from three little birds to who shot the sheriff? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, because nobody did they couldn't be gunned down could they Andy because um, they made their tournament debut and they beat the mighty Shakhtar Donetsk 2-0 2-0 Andy a clean sheet it is a fairy tale story isn't it Andy the pr- and they, they, beat the, they beat the proper Shakhtar as well re- replete with their you know the requisite eight Brazilians in the yes. starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, absolutely do, do, you, do you want to say that uh, it's a real fairy tale mm. or uh... <laughs> <laughs> you you explain. Or, or do, do you want to say that it's a it's a a, a huge wonderful blow for Moldova? Yeah. Which one of those things do you want to go with? I do you know what I, I, as there is no such thing as absolute truths anymore, Andy. Um, all of that can be true and relative, and so on and so We've forth. We've got to give it up for Transnistria. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, we we we, we certainly do. I mean, Andy, look, remind people who, who maybe didn't hear you explain about Sheriff before why it may not be the fairy tale that people think. Well, of course, they've won 19 out of the last 21 Moldovan leagues. I mean, consistent. You can't blame them for that. Yeah. Well, you can well, only beat well what's done. put in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Juventus do it, oh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it was Nick Ames wrote about it in The Guardian he did. this week. And also Nick Miller wrote about it for The the, the Athletic. Mm. But worth seeking out, um, if, if you don't know about their uh, background and political situation, I thought the way that uh, Nick Miller put it, actually, mm-hmm. in that when they, they played a team recently in a league game, so a perceived equal, at least, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the away team parked their coach tucked behind the back of the, the main stand, and they have incredible facilities uh, at Sheriff. They've just built a new training complex. And the reason that the away team tucked their team bus hidden out of sight behind the back of the main stand is because it's the only thing that the club owned. Right. <laughs> they didn't own anything else, which which shows that it's hardly sort of And who does equal who does own stuff around there in in this um unrecognized state um unrecognized Well no, this was obviously a, a team that self-identifies as Moldovan, the away team. Oh, okay. Whereas they don't, uh, Sheriff and their backers don't recognise, self-recognise as being Moldovan. They would say they're from Transnistria, even even though that's that's not recognised yeah. outside of outside of its boundaries. They they did an incredible sucker punch job on Shakhtar, who's such an experienced team, of course, who knocked out Monaco in the playoff rounds, although they're pretty lucky to do so. And uh, Sheriff having... Never been a no Transnistrian or Moldovan team has been in the mm-hmm. group stage before, and um, they had what 20% possession in the second half. The Shakhtar had all the shots mm. and they just picked them off on the break. Lovely first goal as well. You got so good, yeah, volley. beautiful, yeah, good volley. There we are. But do check that out, ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested. Um, there was a draw in Brugge, as uh, as it's properly pronounced, Andy, I believe, because we've always said Club Bruges, haven't we? 
But uh, it's because of that it's Colin Farrell's fault, isn't it? Mm. No, people were saying it well before that when uh, when Rangers played them, for example, in the uh, in the European Cup or Champions League. I forget what it was called back then in the early nineties. But yeah, they drew one all with uh, with Paris Saint Germain um, uh, and uh, Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, and Lionel Messi started together for the first time, and yet they couldn't even win the game. Vish, could they? Who Just would have thought Messi going to be a clunky fit? Messi got a yellow. Three inanimate objects. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Uh, Michael Owen says he thinks Messi might make PSG weaker. Now, if anyone else had yeah, said that... And he that, definitely hasn't seen him Bruges. No, that's right. <laughs> if anyone else said that, i think, OK, go on. But poor old Michael. <laughs> Michael says, OK, go on, yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh-huh. Um, but I, do you think he's got a point, Andy? There's a potential. That, I mean, you've just sort of said that, you know, trying to fit in too many of these places. It's a bit of a... Uh, conundrum's not the word. It's a... Headache that he would want, Pochettino. It, it would be a headache that a lot of coaches would want. I'm not convinced it's a headache that Pochettino would mm. want if he's honest to himself. Mm. He likes players with energy who press. He's never going to get that out of his his front three. And funnily enough, the most active of them mm. was Kylian Mbappe, who set up the opening goal for and Herrera, and then got injured and had to go off. But a lot has been made in the French newspapers of how Neymar almost exclusively wanted to find Messi. And, you know, it's something that obviously is very much a germane topic in in terms of French football because they've had this difficulty in fitting together in the national team Mbappe, Griezmann and Benzema. And again, when Mbappe Mm -hmm. was out injured in the last qualifier when they played against Finland and they played the best they've played in ages, Mm. it's because the other two had their, their private party without Mbappe. So maybe oh, yeah. going forward, because Mbappe might be out for a week or two, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. And obviously that might be a more permanent situation mm-hmm. next season if he goes. We shall see, Andy. We shall see. Let's finish the Champions League chat with uh, Besiktas losing at home to uh, Dortmund 2-1. Jude! Jude Bellingham scored the opener. Um, I just He really is full of beans, that lad, isn't he? I love how he... Talking of Grealish not being phased by stuff, just the way he sort of cupped his ear to the home crowd when he scored that goal chest out. He's like, go on, Judy boy. Yeah, I, I think that's that's part of what makes him so brilliant, I think. Yeah, I, I'm so, he's fearless, isn't he? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm so impressed. Every time I watch him, I'm so impressed about how much he wants it. Like, like everything. He wants the ball... He wants the minute. He wants the acclaim from his own fans. You know, he does at the West Stadion. He um, goes around and rouses a crowd before before kickoff, and he he does that. Yep. If if you're going away to um, you know a team in Turkey, while the crowd would be yeah. quite low down that list, and, and he, but he doesn't give a shit, does he? Like no. he wants all of that, and he just plays with such maturity. Even the relationship that he struck up with with Erling Haaland. Like, I don't know Erling Haaland at all as a person, but generally people of that ilk, you, you have to work hard to earn their respect. Yeah. And he already and Haaland already seems to adore him, uh-huh. which I, to I, me is like a huge ticket to the, the box. point of even they even gave him a little kiss. And did the, give the him a little interview. cheeky little peck. Yeah, yeah, Andy. How I, I was into the chest bump. That was the one really. Very. Good. I mean, that's that. That's but, but that's what you're going to get from Haaland. And like, was it with Royce that he always chokes him? Is that that was the. Yeah, thing, to, wasn't it? to get a chest bump from Holland and not get flattened. Oh, I see. I, yes, I, I mean, okay. I, I think that's quite impressive because yeah. the thing that always strikes me about Bellingham, and we've, I think I've maybe said it on here before, is the fact that it's not just the intrinsic quality; it's the fact that he he does not look in any way like a teenager, mm. and he plays football in the nicest possible way like someone who's played a lot of Sunday League. Mm. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. sense of like, you know, I'm a big star from a big academy. It's like, right, come on, lads. Game today. Let's get it one. Still nil-nil. You can imagine him doing all that at, at, at the halfway line when they're kicking off again. And um, I think it was Torgan Hazard who said at the very beginning when he made his debut at the start of last season in the German Cup. And he just went, you're not a kid, are you? A lot of people say, a lot of his teammates, his England teammates have said that apparently about him in conversation. Like his level of conversation is beyond what you'd expect someone who mm. has had similar experiences to them in that at that age, they didn't really have much appreciation of the wider world. Maybe the move to Germany has helped that to an extent, but they always comment about how like they have to remind themselves that he's actually the kid. Like in another era, he'd be cleaning their boots yes. rather think, than running things in midfield. Totally, I think yeah. you have to give credit to Birmingham as well. Yeah, without but, doubt. Yeah. Because, you know, clearly 
Bellingham's an exceptional talent. But if if you look at uh, Nathan Redmond, for example, who came out of the the same academy, very grown up, very able to deal with stuff uh, early on. Mm. It's all about Birmingham. See, Grealish, Bellingham, they don't give a damn and it works, Andy. <laughs> it bloody well works. Um, I see Mir- Miralam Pjanic as well, by the way, playing last night. He, he always pops up somewhere, doesn't he? Lovely little cross. Yeah, I, I think possibly, though, he's always clearing his sinuses when he's taking <laughs> a free kick. I don't think I've mm. seen anyone put that many snotters on the pitch since Brian McClare. Oh, he's got quite a small nose, though, hasn't he? All right, let's move on from no, this. No, he's got a small nose. Yeah, all right, okay. Marcus, give the people what they want. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what a political party in Turkey is trying to do, Andy. They they said, um, apparently the Turkish Change Party said it will remove the offside rule if they come into power. I don't know if they've, they've, they're aware of FIFA and... Uh, Leader Mehmet Van Basten. And all that sort of stuff. Uh, but yes, the, 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 the chairman has said, we have to remove it. We want innovation and change. I mean, what have I, are IFAB and FIFA, are they up for, for comment on this? No, but I don't think they should be. I think Turkey's always seemed to be a law unto itself in terms <laughs> yeah. of football. They just get anyone and everyone. The, I mean, the announcement videos, they're really, they're breaking new ground. I reckon, honestly, let them do it. Let's be honest. They're not going to get voted in, are they? <laughs> and I'll leave that there. Also, I like the idea that like that's what people want. People, people don't want offside. People want goal hangers. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe from Darius Vassell's time in Turkey, they're thinking Darius will definitely want the offside rule. Yeah. Moved, you know? yeah. <laughs> the aforementioned. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Gentlemen. How many years do you think that could add onto a striker's like? I mean, Philippe Owens are immediately out of retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Can you remove the offside Andy, Andy rule with a power drill? I do. Ooh, good point. They yeah. can try, Andy. They can certainly try. You could uh, unscrew VAR, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, gentlemen, I've talked briefly about the championship. Um, obviously, there was so much Champions League action, so much happening. We don't get, in, um, don't have as much time as perhaps we would have liked to talk about it. But you know, Fulham still kicking ass. Obviously, going to win the league. Harry Wilson, another goal. Mitrovic is there. Tick all those boxes. Parker, Scott Parker, ex-Fulham man, doing well at Bournemouth. There we go. But sadly, Chris Hewton's got the boot. Uh, from Nottingham Forest, relieved of his duties by Nottingham Forest this morning after they lost their sixth game in seven championship games yesterday. I mean, it's a bit of a funny situation at Forest as well. The results do speak for themselves. It's a shame because we like Chris Hewton, Vish, don't we? Yeah, but I think we said it on the show when he got appointed in October of last year Mm. that we, we basically played Chris Hewton bingo Nice guy, yeah. really lovely to deal with. Yes. I think Jules was on the on the time. Obviously, yeah. been at Brighton, had dealt with him before. Lovely man, good coach, limited as a manager, and, and I think it, it seems like um, you know th- there's obviously this has been really challenging situations at Nottingham Forest. It, it's an incredible story. Daniel Taylor wrote a big piece about it. Mm-hmm. He wrote a big piece about it a week ago, and in the piece itself, he wrote, you know, by the time almost like. Um, by the time some of you are reading this, he might have been sacked already. Yeah. But this is how much of a mess it is. Yeah. I think it's the worst start in 108 years. Well, they're, they're... Does it not feel a bit cumin at Barcelona? In no. That, in that maybe it's not the perfect coach, but changing the coach isn't really going to make any difference to uh, what, the direction in which a club is going? Yeah, we, we, I, I totally agree with that. And so Nick Miller, second shout out for Nick Miller here. He he tweeted when he got the appointment on so October the 6th, 2020, Chris Hewton is too pure a soul for Forrest. Him taking his inevitable dismissal in nine months' time with quiet dignity is going to make the whole process even more heartbreaking. And he replied to it this morning. Lasted nearly a year in the end. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's generally how Forrest fans... I mean, uh, Miller is a Forrest fan, but that's generally how Forrest fans are taking it. They're just... Mm. Yeah, it just seems to be one after the other. Yeah, they haven't won a league game since the start of April, which is... It's quite damning, and uh, I mean, th- you would worry for them for their for their championship safety this season, you know. So I don't know. It's a bit of a shame, bit of a shame. But I don't want to end on a bad note, everybody, because one man who's still in a job. I knew we were going to do this. It always comes. Do, up. do you really need me and Vish for this, or can we just go now? Yeah, I want you to eat your words, Andy, because you this were could very be pre-recorded, couldn't it? you? Were very dis- well. The way the results are going, <laughs> it could be unless anybody has been living under a rock. Um, into Miami we've got another win this week didn't they do you know what Marcus my opinion has changed absolutely since, that's enough uh, that's all we need from you Andy since TK Maxx have started knocking out cheap into Miami tracksuit bottom oh, oh okay oh, there we go uh, what a win though for into Miami this week another cup final another trophy in the bag they've got an enormous amount of silverware Andy but really <laughs> they are on the march for the MLS Cup 
I, don't, I forget how it works in America. Well, you've got to go through like rounds of playoffs and then MLS Cup, something like that. Ryan Shawcross's Pink and Black Army, I think they're singing. Yes. Well, if they're not, they should. Man, no, Fizzer's Pink and Black Army. Fizzer's Pink and Black Army. <laughs> <laughs> he's, having, he's turning the shit around. You cut them off. Are they up to eighth? They were way down, and You can't deny the results. I mean, they're up to eight in the Eastern Conference, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. It's definitely better than I, I generally thought he'd be sacked by now. If you can be sacked by one of your good mates, mm-hmm. he's put you on a lot of money. So you know, there's issues over compensation. Uh, how would but... Beckham sack him if he was going to sack him? Would it be like the time the Verve got rid of their lead guitarist by disbanding and then reuniting the next week <laughs> and just not calling him? <laughs> yeah, we're going elsewhere. For example, like, you bought this place by me, and yeah, we're 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 going uh, to the other side. He'd of get the Gary to do it, wouldn't he? He'd be like, uh, Gary, can you do it? He'd, se- <laughs> he'd do it. Philip, in quite, come back to Manchester immediately. He'd do it in quite a distracting way. He'd be like, you know, in wedding videos where they film the groom like getting ready before. He'd do that in front of. He'd, he'd put on a suit in front of Fizzer, and Fizzer would be too distracted by. <laughs> Just the sexiness of a man putting on a suit. Maybe I'll just sat by the way and then leave. Yeah, there we are. What a way to end the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> on tomorrow's show, I am back in the chair with Jim and Vish again. We'll bring the power drill. Oh, absolutely. It means you'll be playing Marcus's game tomorrow against Jim. Is that the manager one? Well, we'll decide, won't we? Might do mascots. We're going <laughs> to be much easier. Is it going to be like Pete? That would you this, tune in tomorrow, everybody, to find. I might out. not come in tomorrow. But it's going to be like <laughs> when I did it with Pete. I, I don't want to fix the democratic process, but Chaddy only represented Oldham. Yeah, <laughs> Chaddy the Owl. Yeah, damn right. One, damn right. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Vitushan Hantaraja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.